0: Welcome to my podcast, Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine Strong, and every two weeks, I have an inspiring conversation with an ordinary person who has created an extraordinary life. And today, I'm very honored to be speaking with Lynn Andrews. Lynn has authored 21 books, the Medicine Woman series have been a true source of inspiration for me over the years. The Medicine Woman series chronicles her three decades of study and work with shaman healers on four continents. Her study of the Way of the Sacred Feminine began with Agnes elf and Ruby Plentycheeps, Native American healers in Northern Canada. Her quest for spiritual discovery continued with a shaman curandera of the Mayan Yucatan, an Aboriginal woman of high degree in the Australian Alpac, and a Nepalese healer in the foothills of the Himalayas. Today, she is recognized as a worldwide leader in the fields of spiritual healing and personal empowerment. I know we'll have lots to talk about. Hi Lynn, I'm truly honored to have you on my podcast.
1: Hi, Janine. This is great fun and I'm very honored as well.
0: Oh, thank you. Your books meant so much to me. And I remember just waiting with bated breath for the next book to come out. <laughs> so so I could keep going in the series. How did you grow up? Did you grow up with this kind of background? How did you how did you become interested in in the sacred feminine?
1: Well, I think <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> uh when I think back on it uh i really i think always had a destiny mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know what that destiny was i think many people feel this uh there's something there was something inside of me that just drove me towards um understanding things mm-hmm. uh learning. i wanted to of the world, you know. (laughs) I wanted to uh, learn everything I could and attended my interests tended to be in the area of universal thought, spirit, the spirit of the animals, the earth. Um, I went to Catholic school in Spokane Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning and I'm not Catholic, but it was a wonderful education for a couple of years <clears throat> before my parents actually got divorced. Uh, I was uh, where you are, outside of Spokane. Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and we had lots of ducks.
0: <laughs> I have ducks too. <laughs> That's funny. Usually you can hear, uh, oftentimes, and I usually leave it in, you can hear roosters crowing in the background of my recordings. (laughs) Is
1: that right? Oh, that's wonderful. Well, anyway, I uh, always spoke to God, and that was easily uh, accomplished uh, in the school I was in, because Mm -hmm. I could go in and sweep the the floor of the chapel, for instance, and Mm. talk to God or what I thought God was and um, a higher being, at least. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any idea really of um, the shamanic world until much later in my life. I just had a sense of being able to see colors around people, I could mm. tell when they were upset because they turned red.
0: Interesting.
1: And uh my little girlfriend at the time was a Native American girl and Beverly, and we would ride together <clears throat> on our horses, our ponies, <laughs> to school. And one day she came by to to pick me up and I could see that she'd had a terrible morning and her father was an abusive alcoholic and mm. I could see it she was so hurt and didn't say anything and I told her that I could that I thought she'd had a hard morning and she said how do you know that <laughs> and I said well I can see it in the colors around you well it scared her to death ah that I could see her and that, we nearly lost our friendship over that. And it, it's funny, Janine, I, I so wanted to have friends. I wanted to be part of, of life. Mm-hmm. And here I was, my parents were getting a divorce, and I was an only child, and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I kind of gave up my ability And I never talked about it again till later in my teens. And when I found people that also had had, you know, something had happened to them that was out of the ordinary.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I found that this happens to a lot of us, that Mm -hmm. something happens where you feel like you have to shut down. And then you just you just put it on the back burner or ignore it or make it make your whatever the ability is you have go away so that you can fit in with other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And (laughs) that was hard enough for me to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My father was part of the Nobel family. So I was living with him. Uh, in those first years, and he taught me about books and bindings and paper, mm-hmm. and art, and he taught me about things, oh. and that was wonderful. Anyway, uh, my parents did get a divorce and went and lived with my mom in Seattle, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I was there for several years, still did not develop any of this ability because people thought it was crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just something that they didn't do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't until I got to L.A. (laughs) uh, that I found other people Mm -hmm. that had had similar experiences, and again, in another Catholic school. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What an extraordinary thing. You know, I went to a an art gallery opening on La Cienega one night. And mm-hmm. I was with a doctor, friend of mine, doctor of psychiatry. And I walked in, we walked in the foyer, and I saw this beautiful picture on the wall of a marriage basket. Mm-hmm. And I went up and I, I thought, God, this is a Stieglitz exhibit. What is, who, who did this picture? And I went up to the photo and I put my hands just on the frame and I could feel the north wind blowing in my hair.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And I looked at this basket and I knew that I had to find it. I knew I had to find it. I asked, you know, around if I could buy this photo, but there was nobody that knew anything about it. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And so we left, and I dreamed all night about this basket. Woke up early in the morning, and uh, as soon as I could, I got in my car and drove down to the gallery to buy the photo. Walked in the gallery, and the gentleman that met me there um, proceeded to tell me that they'd never had any such photo. I knew you were
0: going to say that.
1: (laughs) And, you know, what was I talking about? Uh, Maybe I should see a psychiatrist. And I I went on and on about it. And finally, uh, he said, look, man, I'm very busy. And uh, you really need to go. Well, the legend under the photo had said McKinley circa something. So I was kind of a part-time Art dealer. I mean, I was interested in art, always have been. Anything that mm-hmm. was of beauty. I went in search of this marriage basket because in the legend it had said what it was called. And they had a lot of wedding baskets, but not a marriage basket. So mm-hmm. for about three months, okay. I was tortured with these incredible dreams that would wake me up. And so finally, um, I went to a party, a very elegant party, uh, expecting, you know, just regular people that we knew in Beverly Hills, et cetera. And mm-hmm. this gentleman that had the party was very famous for uh, inviting people who hated each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's a drama queen.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, drama queen. God bless. Him, and he sat. Me next to a Native American uh, medicine man. Oh. And I told him about what had been happening to me, and I asked him about the marriage basket. Well, if you've ever seen a Native American turn pale. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And he said, oh, all of a sudden, he, he swept his hand around in the air, around the table, and everybody was frozen, just frozen still, and uh, like in a movie, for heaven's sake. Oh, wow.
0: I'm getting chills.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we started talking, and he told me that the marriage basket was a very sacred object that I would not have been sent that vision unless I was being called and he explained what he meant by that and he drew me this funny little map uh, I was to fly up to Canada northern Canada mm-hmm. and uh, follow this and uh, get a car and follow this little map out of out of town
0: oh my goodness
1: And uh, out into the wilderness on an Indian reservation.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And so here (laughs) I did. I mean, I left that party and I was on a plane two days later and I got up there to Winnipeg and had never been there. And I was not ready for something like this. Fortunately, I threw a parka uh, (laughs) and a a pair of tennis shoes and jeans that were far too tight for (laughs) trying to do a hike into the tundra.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: I went to a, it was so funny. Uh, Janine, you would have loved this. I went into a little general store where he had told me to go. And I went in there, and, of course, everybody stopped talking. The minute I got in the door, Mm. I must have been a sight. (laughs) And I wandered around the store, and I picked up some Twinkies, (laughs) of all things. And I went up to the desk, and I had laid these things, a couple of the things down to pay for them and I asked him, I was told to ask him where Ruby Plenty Chiefs lived. Mm -hmm. And when the people in that store heard the name, they couldn't get out of there fast enough. (laughs) And I thought, what in the world? (laughs) And the guy was just um, startled.
0: Wow. You must have wondered what you were getting yourself into.
1: Well, he didn't know, you know. And I asked him. I said, can you tell me where she lives? And he drew me another funny little thing on the back of a sail slip. <laughs> go down the road, the gumball, and then there's going to be some rocks. And you turn left at the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, oh, Terrific. And then I bought food for her, in case I actually found her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then or whatever I could think of for gifts, and then he said he wouldn't let me pay for it. He said, "Oh no, no, you can't pay for this. You go, you go."
0: <laughs> oh my!
1: And, and I was just startled, you know, and it it scared me. Yeah. You know, I thought, what in the world is this all about?
0: What have I gotten myself into?
1: (laughs) And I'm totally alone. Oh, god! We didn't have cell phones. Mm Hmm. So I got in the car, ate my Twinkie, (laughs) and and I drove down the road. And sure enough, a few miles, there was some rocks, some stones piled, and I took a turn. Down these dirt roads, and <clears throat> finally, a long, a long way, I I stopped in front, uh, or near, not in front, near a cabin, a, you know cabin there, uh-huh. and there was activity on the front porch, so I I got out of the car, and I went over to the porch, and I said there was a deer on the porch that had been killed and she was skinning the deer and I was horrified mm-hmm. and I said, I'm looking for Ruby Bleding cheese. And she turned around with these mirrored eyes, Because I did not know at the time, but she was blind. She had been blinded by surveyors as a very young girl, blinded and raised, and an incredible story of of itself. And she had become just, I don't know how to say, but the most magnificent woman of power you can possibly Mm -hmm. imagine. But she sees better with those eyes than I do with mine.
2: Hmm. And she,
1: she knew of my coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't of know. Of course. And she <laughs> turned her knife, and she said, come, do as I do. So I had all these things in my arms. I put them down on the porch and kneeled down with her, and she taught me how to skin this deer and— you know, I threw up a couple of times. It was the hardest thing in the world for me to do.
0: I can imagine.
1: Because I just didn't believe in that and so forth.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: but I helped her. I did it because I knew that she wasn't going to speak to me if I didn't. Mm-hmm. And we were through. She went into the cabin and slammed the door. <laughs> and it was late at night. She wouldn't let me in. She wouldn't talk to me. So I went back to the car and fell asleep in the car and blood all over everything.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) And it was just a horrible experience. (laughs) She came out in the morning and we began to talk. And I'm sure people listening to this think, what in the world? You know, they hightailed it out of there. but. It's funny, Janine, when you're in the presence of true power, Mm -hmm. true uh, enlightened power, Mm -hmm. it's it's so uh, seductive, Mm. so overpoweringly beautiful in and of itself that you Mm. can't leave it. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Interesting. And Mm -hmm. uh, she came out, she put me through a bunch of tests uh, with the dogs on the reserve, and so forth. And finally, she decided that it was okay to let me walk down the trail towards Agnes Whistling Elk's cabin, who is the person that I really came to see. Uh And so I did. I went through a storm, and I I write about all of this in Medicine Woman.
2: Mm And finally,
1: you know, I did get to her. And she opened the door, and that famous statement of, What took you so long? <laughs> and I, I still got blood on me. And clo- anyway, <laughs> I, I was about as big a mess as you could be.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: It looked like I'd been mauled by a bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went in and I knew instantly that she was my teacher or
2: Mm
1: -hmm. my mentor or whatever. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had come to learn from both of these women. And it changed my life forever. We were in the film business. I was married, had a daughter, lived in Beverly Hills, the perfect life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I left and went to work with them in the north of Canada and found great wisdom, great wisdom, which I then was asked to write about several years later. And I mm-hmm. did write Medicine Woman. And then I wrote uh, 20 other books about my life with these extraordinary people, and in particularly about the empowerment of woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, when you meet somebody that you're going to teach, say, mm-hmm. a young person comes through the door. Oh, I want to know everything, and you look at them, and you want to know what they're made of. Of
0: and you, course, you know. And, well, you want to know if they're worth if they're worth your time. That's right. But you also want to know. Um,
1: you want to know about them. Who sent mm-hmm. them? And they probably don't know. And you have to test them in ways that shows uh, – it's like Ruby was testing me. She had to give me an extraordinary test in a place where I was very, very weak.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't like the killing of animals. It was so yeah. yeah. But I went through it, and that told her that I could go through almost anything for the wisdom that mm-hmm. – she was going to share with me Mm -hmm. and they tested me (laughs) the books are all about that with loving sense of humor they were great great teachers it's about the only way i could have been taught you know
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and you know you are the perfect example lynn because i said this of myself a lot because people say weren't you afraid and i said you know i yes but i feel the fear And if in my heart I know it's the right thing, I do it anyway. And otherwise, if you didn't do that, uh, maybe another opportunity would have come along or maybe the guides would have just given up. But you did what you felt was right, whether you were scared or not. Yes. Exactly.
1: And uh, not only that, but I, they, back to early life, uh, destiny, uh, mm-hmm. truly felt that I had a destiny of some sort on this earth. And I knew that this was part of my destiny, that I was learning whatever it was I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And there was not even a moment of should I or should I not. I mm-hmm. I just went ahead and did it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. I hear you. So out of the work that you've done, is that where the sisterhood of the, is it the sisterhood of the shields? Is that, do I have that correct? Okay. What is that uh, group or who are these people? What, what do you do?
1: Well, the sisterhood of the shields, uh, it's like seeing monks in the Himalayas and, Mm. you know, you know that they live in a sacred way. And they have devoted their lives to it, as the sisterhood has. We have devoted our lives to the process of teaching. Okay. And balancing the powers between the male and the female. We've come a long way since Mm -hmm. 1980, let me tell you.
0: Yes, we have.
1: You know, when I went out on book tour, my first book tour, which scared me out of my wits <laughs> because I'm really basically very shy. Mm-hmm. And I had to go out and talk about these extremely personal things. Mm-hmm. I'm scared to death. Well, anyway, they would say, okay, do not mention the word power. And okay. I said, but my books are all about power, <laughs> how to empower yourself. Mm -hmm. And Sisterhood of the Shields is a gathering of powerful women from all around the world, women of very high degree Mm -hmm. you would never normally ever meet. Most people have no idea who they really are. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, we're, we're dedicated to, it's really the higher wisdom and consciousness of woman. And that is not to say that man is not as good as woman. They're equal. They're just different. different. If you're learning a male tradition, um, then you would learn a male tradition from a man. You wouldn't learn Mm -hmm. from a woman. Right. I, I don't think that would be appropriate. And so for the Sisterhood of the Shields, We have ancient clay pots that hold scrolls of pictographs and hieroglyphs and Aramaic and all kinds of languages from ancient history about the wisdom and the teachings of, uh, I don't know if they came from goddess times. It doesn't really matter to me. Right delved into that it's just that it is the female healing approach to humanness
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it is as much needed by men as it is for women yes and so i've written 21 books about it trying to show you through story you know most of my books are story right and there's certainly not how to become a spiritual person books their <laughs> <laughs> their story and I think that many people uh, see themselves as me through the books because I do play the fool
2: hmm hmm
1: which is very interesting
0: well then I, I just had this thought that um you know and tell me if I'm wrong. What I'm thinking is that you're, you're the feminine aspect, the work that you do and, and the stories that you tell. And uh, Castaneda is kind of the male aspect, the male energy, sort of in the same vein. Yes?
1: Yes. except that with Carlos Castaneda, who, whom I knew, and uh, certainly respected hugely. He was a sorcerer. And right, right. sorcerer training is a bit different. Uh, and it has to do with self-control, self-empowerment, mm-hmm. all of which we all need. Right. Uh, they, You've got to remember that sorcery of the Sonoran Desert, where he came from, out of, you know, the Don Juan. Right. Just came out of the Sonoran Desert. And it came from great loss, huge loss, of their people being destroyed and killed, their families, everything. Mm. So when you've been a victim of something like that, you don't ever want it to happen again. Mm-hmm. So they were into sorcery. And sorcery, to me, when you try to control someone else,
0: Mm -hmm. whether
1: you're a parent, a teacher, whoever you are, you be very, very careful. Mm -hmm. Let's just say you're a teacher and you're teaching mathematics And one of the boys is a real jerk, you know, completely out of control. So you call the office and you have, hopefully, they take him to the Mm -hmm. office and get him out of your way. But sometimes that isn't possible. Now, if you were a sorcerer, there are different ways to control that kid. And to me, I wouldn't do that.
0: that Yeah, me either teaching
1: my -hmm. teaching is to get him out of there get Mm -hmm. him away and he can go do whatever it is he has to do just not with me thank you very much Mm -hmm. in other words in shamanism there's a circle of power around you and you make it known do not step into my circle of power do not that is forbidden and, you know, you do whatever you have to do to get someone out of your circle. It's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Going around in your life and controlling anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. Control, to me, is sort of like playing God.
0: hmm I find it fascinating that we're talking about this because I just, um, the New Witch's Almanac is coming out, and I wrote an article for it. And the article is on one of my teachers was very much into manipulation. And my other mentor, Elizabeth, was much more into the shamanic approach. And I found it very fascinating to have those two aspects training me and teaching me. And, you know, the manipulation thing easily backfires (laughs) and and you can get into a lot of trouble. And I, I don't, I don't advocate it at all.
1: No. And it can come back to bite you big. Yep. So if you try to take away someone else's journey by controlling them, instead of letting them control themselves, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's probably not a very good explanation.
0: No, I get it. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just very important to me that you follow your own dream. Yes. And people come to me. I have a school. I have a writing school as well. Oh, People come to me. I want to... um, I do look for their power. I look for who they are. Mm -hmm. And then I teach them to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. And I do help them empower themselves. Yes. Which is a huge difference.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, you don't have to manipulate to be powerful. Oh, no. At all.
1: No. No. And lots of times it's, well, it beckons you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to me there's a darkness to trying to control
0: I'm glad we talked about that because I, I think it's important for people to understand the difference um, because yeah. I think a lot of people do feel like to be powerful you have to control and manipulate others and and that is that's not the way I mean you can do it if you want but I think you're you know, you're, you're harming yourself as, as well as others. Um, I wrote down something that I'm not sure if I found it on your website, but I think for the times that we are in right now, it, it's a wonderful quote from you, and I'd like to delve into it. You said, if I could teach you only one thing, I would choose for you to learn how to ride uncertainty like a wave. I love how you phrase that. I'd like to have you expound on that a little bit.
1: Well, we definitely are in a very unusual time. And it's probably as uncertain a time as we have been able to find, don't you think?
0: Yes, I would agree. To me, planning has just gone out the window. I'm just taking it one day at a time.
1: Yeah, it's a very strange time. Mm -hmm. People are coming out of chaos. It's a kind of chaos to a lot of people. They can't make money. They can't go out and work. They can't Mm -hmm. use their male energy to go out into the world to make a living say, for their family. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a hardship. So that is where you begin to see that there is also a power and a beauty in uncertainty. And the uncertainty teaches you a great deal. It teaches you how to balance on a unbalanced ground. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to float.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Just float and go the way the river goes. Float down the river. You know, I've been very attracted to the great blue herons. Mm -hmm. And I had an occasion the other day to watch one. And I was so fascinated with the way that Heron walked through the water. Every step was so consciously placed. And then suddenly Uh he was still, beyond still. I've never seen anything so still. Fabulous creature. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where we're at. We're taking a very different process of movement in this world. And we are learning to be very patient. And I think patience is not probably a strong suit for a lot of us.
0: No, that's true. We're so used to doing and and creating and moving forward, and this is is a time where we really can't do that, and maybe it's time to be more than do.
1: Well, you don't have much choice, uh, (laughs) unless you're an artist, and then you work at home anyway, but it is an uncertainty, and... Even staying home. Well, gee, maybe I'm going to get sick. There's that whole thing. You know, it's not Mm. just a lockdown. Mm -hmm. There's a lockdown with fear behind it for people. Whether, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Right. Yes, and fear is a way to control people too.
1: What I was thinking about this whole time, the reason I'm giving this webinar is to help people find their way back to wholeness were fragmented at the time, at this time. You know, there are pieces Mm -hmm. of us flying off into the universe and we need to collect them and bring them back. And we do that through journeying, through meditation, through teaching and creating something Mm -hmm. beautiful, all of which we're going to be doing at this webinar. So I I hope that you will join us. I hope your friends will.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is October 10th. And what's the time on the webinar?
1: At 10 in the morning, we start. Okay. And we go all day. Um, there's a break for lunch, a break for dinner, and then we come back after dinner. And uh, there's a teaching and a meditation then. And then that'll be the mm-hmm. end. Now I've never done this, so it's gonna. Okay. But really okay. I, I'm the kind of person that wants <laughs> to be. Uh, I want to impart light to people in a group, you know. So I've done these group
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, gatherings for years and years, and we'll all go to a place in Hawaii, and we'll do the event mm-hmm. there and, and have just a fabulous time. And we learn so much. Every time we get together and I have the Joshua mm-hmm. Tree Gathering, all these different gatherings, which now I can't have. So I'm going to do my first webinar. And I'm really excited to see how people react, how, how I react. mm mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got to feel close <laughs> to you. Like, I feel close to you now. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Being able to see your face is very helpful.
0: Right. We're we're not seeing each other on video right now, just so everybody knows. We're just doing audio. But I would much prefer video. But it takes up so much bandwidth that I found that it it actually degrades really? the recording quality. So especially right now when so many students are online doing their their courses. So I make sure everybody in the house is off the internet. And even then, you uh, saw we've dropped out a couple times. So even with all that. So the title of your webinar is Return Mm -hmm. to Wholeness, right? The Alchemy of Transformation. And maybe you could just maybe give some bullet points for people about what they can expect to experience and learn
1: they will experience different aspects of their own mystery uh, in a way that perhaps they've never seen before. It's a different perspective. And so it's it's like taking a sculpture and you see it day in and day out from one position. We take it and we move it around. We move you around. So that you begin to see who mm-hmm. you are in a different way. And you know, mm-hmm. I can't heal you. I need to present right. a landscape within which you heal yourself. And that's right. that's quite a big deal. So we always mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. things at my events. We create something beautiful, which we are going to be doing, something that you can take away from this and use. You know, I've had uh, incredible events where we make drums and we make rattles, Mm. we make beautiful paintings, we do all kinds of things. And people will say when they're signing up, I cannot do art projects. I hate them. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And the end of the event, they're throwing their arms around me and saying, that was the best thing ever, ever. And it, it has to do with going inside of yourself. Let's just say you're making a spirit doll and you're making a spirit doll for this is how I look when I am at home and fearing this pandemic, fearing how we're going to survive all okay. this, you know, money and everything mm-hmm. else, so you do a spirit doll of of who you are in that situation, and your right is your your male move into the world suddenly you can't do that what does your arm look like uh what about the hand all of a sudden you find that you can't handle the situation and your hands start hurting you take your left arm it's the female side Mm -hmm. of your being and then the legs do you have two legs to stand on You, you know it's all all about how you're dealing with it. You might find is very strong mm-hmm. until you get to your hair and your face, which is really basically the north on the sacred wheel. It's your relationship to the divine, to great spirit. Okay. For some people, your hair has all fallen out because you have no relationship with the divine. You know, they'll have a doll that has no hair. Uh, They'll show it in, you know, some other way. And they suddenly realize, wait a minute, I don't have a leg to stand, and I don't want to stand. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how to do this. I don't know even what I'm feeling. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing mm-hmm. to have a dream of what will make you happy in your life and then mm-hmm. making your move in that direction. The problem is, as you well know, is that many, many people have no idea what would make mm-hmm. them happy. They don't right. know what their right. dream is. So right. that is something that we will find in this event and so many more things.
0: Ah. Oh, it sounds awesome. Now, I'm assuming, but now it doesn't make any difference what your religious background or your spiritual background is to do something like this. No, no, no. Right. It deepens you.
1: It's not about judgment. (laughs) It's a service to really anyone.
0: Okay. I just wanted to make that clear for people because I knew that was the case. If somebody was interested and then think that, well, you know, I'm... Catholic or I'm Muslim or I'm Hindu or whatever. And, you know, I, I don't know that I believe in this. It's not about, it's not about that at all. And it's about you and your connection right. to the divine and, and however you Correct. outpicture that for yourself. Now, Lynn, you have cards. You've created some decks of cards. Maybe you'd like to just explain a little bit about what they are and how, how they can benefit Oh people. my gosh.
1: The cards, people don't know that much about Cards and these cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two decks. I have the Power Deck and I have the Oracle. Okay. The okay. Sacred Oracle Deck is my latest one. I got together with a Native American friend of mine in Oklahoma. He's a magnificent painter, and he painted these gorgeous paintings. Each card has a different painting on it and you turn the card over mm-hmm. and there's a teaching relating to the painting on the front of the card it's wonderful to use if you're working with people or you want to you know talk with your family it's a kind of, it's a talking stick of its own uh, nature it's a wonderful way to learn the process that I work with and teach all my life. And, you know, they're printed in, I think, 12 different languages. Oh, my. Yeah. Nice. So mm. it's a wonderful thing to use for yourself, for your family, <clears throat> and certainly for teaching.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you like to use them the most?
1: Well, I will draw a card for the day. And uh always mm-hmm. and set it up so that I have it mm-hmm. to uh to remind myself. Um, <laughs> I drew a beautiful card for this uh conversation we're having today. Oh it is beautiful. And oh. love is the title of the card.
0: Oh just
1: the beginning of the teaching is rewrite the scary stories you tell yourself. Create a new vision of your innate beauty and love what you are. All you need is love. Make your sacred shield from the stars and the phases of the moon and define your intent. Aww. Be yourself. And call in your beloved, and so forth.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, they're beautiful teachings. You will love them.
0: Oh I will have to get a deck. I haven't. I stopped buying decks of cards because I had so many different tarot decks and goddess decks, and I thought I, ha- I have to stop buying <laughs> decks of cards. I, I definitely would like to get yours.
1: Well, they're teaching decks. They're quite different. It's mm-hmm. not prophecy kind of thing
0: okay (laughs) okay
1: help you down the road to enlightenment
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh that okay yeah well that's important for people to know because usually you think of decks of cards more like tarot or like an oracle of some sort Uh uh-huh rather than teaching yeah neat well that's exciting so okay so we have um we have your webinar coming up now if somebody is interested in your webinar how do they how do they sign up what do they do
1: they go to my website lynnandrews.com. okay you will see uh, there's a discussion of it places that you can click on and sign up
0: okay and how much is the course this webinar?
1: It is $88.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's very reasonable for a, an entire day of teaching and experience.
1: Yes. It's a gift. You know, I, I covered my costs.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
1: If I want people to have this so that when they, uh, when finally the pandemic lifts and we're able to go back to life, I want you to be able to organize yourself so that you can do that, bring yourself back together. And mm-hmm. that's the main reason uh, that I called it Return to Wholeness. And it's the main reason that I'm giving this webinar, is to help you get back and be creative and productive from within your center.
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think that's probably something everyone needs. Thank you so much for offering that. I also noticed on your website that you have a free centering meditation for people. I
1: do. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you download it and then listen to it on your uh, phone or your. Yes. Okay. And where is that on your website? Actually, what I think I'll do is I'll put a link on the podcast page uh, for people to click on.
1: It's a meditation to move you in to your center, obviously, and that's a hard thing to do for all of us, Mm -hmm. particularly when you're busy, when you're stressed about anything. It's a wonderful tool, and it's a lovely meditation that will truly help you get to the center of your own empowerment.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that it would help people feel calm and grounded.
1: It does. It moves you into a heart space.
0: <laughs> mm, nice. And how long is it?
1: I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't know. I've never timed it. Half an hour.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just so people have a sense of, oh, you know, if it's like an hour, I don't have an hour. Everybody has a half hour, though. Yeah. yeah so they can do that. Oh, this has been wonderful. Is there anything that? you want to share or say before we, before we wrap up?
1: Uh, Janine, just sending you much love and prayers in my pipe for you for extending yourself in this way and, you know, sharing wisdom with all of your people. Mm -hmm. It's a great, uh, a great and beautiful thing to do. And I just send you so much love for that.
0: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And and I so appreciate you, all the work that you've done for humanity and women pretty much all your life. You've really been, you know, someone that I've looked up to and I'm just so honored to have you on and thank you.
1: Oh, Janine, thank you so much for this opportunity and
0: hopefully we'll have a
1: chance to physically meet.
0: Oh, you know, I was just saying that to someone the other day, I especially, no offense, man, but just for the women that I have been interviewing and connecting with I would love to get us all together (laughs) you know on a ranch on a ranch somewhere with horses I just think it would be so beautiful it would (laughs) I'm holding that vision yeah no kidding we'll
1: ride off into the sunset.
0: Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. I really appreciate who you are. And and thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Janine. So many blessings.
0: Namaste to you. Ah, namaste. Bye, Bye, honey. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much, Lynn Andrews, for sharing the incredible being that you are. As everyone can tell, I've been a great admirer of your work. The podcast website is realjanine.com, and as always, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. Go to your favorite podcast provider to subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, and if you're a fan of YouTube, there are video slideshows of all of my conversations. Just search Keeping It Real with Janine. Do you know someone who would enjoy my conversation with Lynn Andrews? I'm sure you do. So please, as always, share with those you care about. We'd all appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.